Today begins the early signing period in college football. BYU Director of Player Personnel Justin Anderson will join us in studio to talk about the newest Cougars. Plus, how does BYU's Goliath of a schedule for next season affect recruiting for the Cougs? And BYU Women's Volleyball Senior Libero Sierra Parker joins us in studio to preview tonight's top 25 matchup against San Diego. Let's do this. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, live from Studio B, your hosts, Jason Shepard and Brian Logan. BYU Sports Nation is live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Today is Friday, October 30th, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. My name is is Jason Shepard teamed up once again with Brian Logan. We make a pretty good duo, my friend. Apparently we didn't screw things up yesterday because they're having yeah, us back they had, today. They had us back, man. You know, I'm going to take that as a good sign. I, I'm, I, I am going to as well. You know, they, when, when they asked me back you know, yesterday to come today, I was like, cool, I made it. And then they said, yeah, Jerem's going to be back. So I said, man, Jason, I feel bad for you, dude. Then when I saw you in the, come in this morning, I was like, what? You made it? Yeah, I walk in. You I walk in the little the pre-production room, and and I could tell that there was this look on his face, like you're not Jerem. Like I was not expecting to see you walking in the door this morning. I'm just playing, man. You did a fantastic job. Well, thank you, and so did you. Uh, and and we mentioned today is Friday, October thirtieth. So October thirtieth, what does that mean? Tomorrow is Halloween. Halloween. Now. We've been taking a little bit of grief because we didn't dress up for Halloween, for this Halloween show. Even though tomorrow is Halloween, yeah. you know, a lot of people are, if you're going to work, you're dressing up in your costumes today. Both you and I, and quite frankly, the crew, nobody's dressed up. Nobody, no, nobody's dressed up. Are we, are we just not in the spirit? What's the deal? I think, I think so. Probably not. Nobody We're not in the cares. Spirit. It's, it, maybe it's different because it's not Halloween, so, but the fact that you can still have an opportunity to kind of show off day before is a little bit weird uh, for people that are planning to dress up. I don't have a costume. You don't have a costume. If I was planning to have a costume and dress up, I would have came prepared today. Well, you know what? Since we're talking about Halloween, this brings us to uh, a very early Twitter question. If you could dress up as any BYU athlete or coach for Halloween, who would it be? Ooh, I like that one. Uh, for, okay, who would it be? For me? Yep. One James Taft Fredette. Jimmer. Jimmer. I, I, would, I would dress up as Jimmer Fredette. Now, not that, not that, uh, that Jimmer is short by any stretch of the imagination, but I, I just feel like I could pull off Jimmer more than I could probably pull off anybody else. No, that makes sense. It, it's, because it's, it's on my best easier. day, I'm like 5'9". With, with, with me, I would be uh, Tijon Karoma. It's, it's, it's a lot easier. I think uh, I already have BYU gear, jersey, helmet. Uh, we have the same size biceps, so <laughs> that's a little bit easier. We're both black, so you know that, that makes it easier as well. I don't got to do nothing but maybe put a pillow around my waist to, to maybe have some pounds, some extra pounds there, being a, uh, a DB and all, you know, trying to be a lineman. So yeah. All right, so that's our that's our Twitter question of the day. Let's get to today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. 
And we're going to start right out of the gate with some uh, BYU recruiting news. Uh, This information was just released uh, about a half an hour ago. It's the official start to the early signing period in college football. And BYU announced the signing of 11 new players. And some of these players you've heard of, uh, a lot of them have been talked about over the last couple of months quite heavily. Uh, Troy Warner, the brother of Fred Warner, is one of those guys coming in, the uh, the, uh, defensive back out of uh, California. California. Keaton Torre is the quarterback out of Bingham High School. Then you've got a couple of guys that uh, Tanner Jacobson, the brother of former BYU wide receiver uh, McKay Jacobson, and then Austin McChesney is also coming in. You've got several RMs, uh, but uh, this is this is kind of the beginning of, of recruiting again right now. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's pretty exciting, especially to have some of some of these younger guys being able to come in uh, a little bit earlier. So definitely good for for them to get a little bit more experience under their belt before heading into to camp and into season next year. So exciting news. Uh, the BYU men's basketball team is in action tonight at the Marriott Center as they begin exhibition play against Arizona Christian. The game can be seen on BYU TV at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see who plays in this game and who doesn't. Obviously, lots of injuries that uh, the BYU basketball team is dealing with right now. we talked about it yesterday, man, uh, and these younger guys having an opportunity. They showed out. Let's see if they can... Be consistent. Remember, that was the key word. Yep. Uh, and, and see if they can continue on their hot streak. The 13th-ranked women's soccer team beat Pepperdine last night 3 to nothing. Elena Madero scored two goals. Britton Dearden also added a goal in the victory. So uh, congratulations to the BYU women's soccer team. The 16th-ranked BYU women's volleyball team hosts number 24 San Diego tonight at the Southfield uh, House. The battle for first place in WCC can be seen on BYU TV beginning at 7 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, so a little back-to-back tonight. You've got uh, BYU women's volleyball on BYU yep. TV, followed by uh, some exhibition men's basketball. So a busy, busy night at, uh, on BYU TV, and it's time to rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. As we mentioned, today's the beginning of the early signing period in college football. Cougars picking up 11 uh, recruits, and we mentioned some of those. The the high school standouts that are coming in, Troy Warner, Keaton Torre. You've got uh, return missionary newcomers, Tanner Jacobson, uh, Austin McChesney. They've all signed their offers of admission to attend BYU starting in January. That was released about a half an hour ago, as I mentioned, from uh, BYU head coach Bronco Mendenhall. And... You know, for those that might not necessarily understand, because everybody, for the most part, if you're into the recruiting, you know that February is the big month. Right. But there's also an early signing period where, where players can sign, which will allow them to come into school a little early. Yeah, this is exactly what, what's going on here is uh, these guys that have signed are able to come in uh, January and start school early. Uh, and and, and it's, it's great for, for younger guys. Uh, you get to go through uh, your D1 experience a little bit earlier than others. So uh, you have a better opportunity to start, make an impact uh, for, for the upcoming season. But you, not only do you get to be in the program and, and lift weights and condition with these guys, get to know these guys, you have a spring ball, which is huge. Uh, it's like a mini fall camp. Uh, you have all of summer. And then you have essentially another uh, type of a camp in fall camp uh, before the season to prepare. You So any kid out there that aspires to be a D1 athlete, I would recommend 
hitting the books and trying to graduate as soon as possible in order to come in and, and have an opportunity like this. And then on the other side, you have junior college athletes. Uh, the athletes and, and how uh, the program academics allows for athletes to sign right away uh, or, or right now at this moment uh, and then come in as a, as a mid-year transfer, um, which, which some guys have done uh, like, like Nick Kurtz the last few years. So uh, that's, that's really what it is. And, and anybody that's going to sign in February, uh, they're going to come in, um, in, in in the summertime, in fall. Uh, you'll see them in August or maybe even the summer, just depending on, on when they can get here. Uh, but but great news to have some younger guys uh, being able to come in early. Yeah, and if you're curious as to who has been some of those early signees in the past, uh, how about a guy by the name of Taysom Hill? Uh, have you heard of him? Mm-hmm. Uh, Devon Blackman has been one. You mentioned Nick Kurtz, Eric Takanaka, who's JC. on. Who's on? That's right. That's right. And and a guy. That I and I'm probably putting so much pressure and too high of expectations. I cannot wait to see this guy on the field. Squally Canada Squally. was an early signee, and we will finally be able to see him on the field next year. Those are just a, a few, just in recent memory, of some of the guys who have come into BYU at this time. Yeah, it, it's, it's, I, I think the biggest and most exciting recruit that I see there. Um, and obviously, this is just on paper, right? It doesn't really matter. Once somebody gets in uh, and, and we see them, truly see them, their, their body build, their height, their true speed, et cetera, uh, then you could be a little bit more excited. But when you look at, at Troy Warner and his story, how he committed to Oregon, uh, decommitted, and then committed to BYU, uh, brother of Fred. And so you obviously wonder how much of an influence that had. Uh, but that I think I think that gets me excited, man. It, it, it does. He's a, he's a safety, and we we I think as as fans and analysts, I may be a little bit biased, which is okay because I'm a DB. <laughs> uh, but I would love to see more athletes in this secondary. I think that's been a struggle, uh, you know, the last few years. And, and so to have more athletic kids in that position is is fantastic. And then the same thing too with with Tanner Jacobson uh, playing at. Uh, 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 Texas Tech, uh, his freshman year, started four games, having uh, some impact there, going on a mission and coming back to BYU. Now you have two safeties that can potentially uh, start. And you think about Kai Nakua, that's already back there, is going to have some more experience uh, going into his senior year. That, that's a pretty talented group uh, on paper. We'll see in spring and we'll see in camp, but on paper – looks good for the secondary. You know, you, you touched on something a few minutes ago in terms of just how important it is and how I guess you can really get ahead of the curve if you have the opportunity to graduate from high school early, you know, and come in and have really six or seven months in the program before fall camp even starts. How big of an advantage is that for those types of players to be able to come in and have that experience uh, instead of having to wait till coming in in the summertime. Yeah, it's 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 day and night. I mean, it's one thing from from junior college players because the the level the the level of play and, and the speed of the game is a little bit higher at JC compared to high school. Um, you are already in a academic or a college uh, atmosphere, so you understand you know studying in school and things like that. Um, for high school. It's a huge advantage. It's, it's day or night, man. And, and being able to come in uh, and, and get acclimated to all these things help you out. And even for me, being in junior college, there was about four 
uh, or JC guys coming in my year. And I got in at May, uh, right after spring ball. And the other guys didn't come in until summer. And it was huge for me. I already knew terminology. I uh, already had somewhat of an idea of, of the playbook. And so it definitely helped me out. I mean, I was able to stay, you know, second, uh, second and first string throughout co- competing throughout camp. So, yeah, it's definitely an advantage, man. I mean, if you, if you hit the books and you can get here early – Gosh, I mean, it could, it could do great things for you in your career. You know, one of the things, and we're going to have Justin Anderson coming up in, in just a few minutes here on BYU Sports Nation. One of the things that I want to ask him is, as the recruiting coordinator, as the director of, of, of player personnel, how much is he hearing from recruits about the schedule? Right. The 2016 schedule we've talked a lot about, and fans know just how impressive and daunting. I mean, you could lots of different words to describe it. I wonder how much he's hearing from recruits like, man, that's a schedule I want to right. play. Arizona, Utah, UCLA, uh, Michigan State, uh, uh, Mississippi State. You got Boise on there. You got Cincy again, uh, Utah State again. I mean, West Virginia. Don't forget and, Southern and, Utah. And Southern Utah, you know, keeping it Don't local. Don't shortchange the T-Birds. You, you know what? When, the, the biggest thing when BYU went independent was, was just that, was, was the schedule. And, and I said, wow, there's going to be a lot of recruits that I feel are going to switch over because of that schedule. And that's, that's something that, that happened to me. Uh, and wasn't even on this, this scale. When I had – I said this yesterday. When I went to Utah State – I wanted to commit on the spot. I mean, I got sold. Uh, Gary Anderson said, hey, you're short. You're probably not going to make it to the NFL, but I'm going to do all these great, awesome things. I'm going to have you blitz from the safety position, have you playing nickel, returning kicks and punts, maybe put you at offense. I'm like, where do I sign, coach? (laughs) Give me a pin. Where's the dotted line at? I'm signing right now. And then I went to BYU, and I saw Oklahoma. I saw Florida State. I saw Florida State was going to be, you know, in 2010, the next year, playing in a historic venue. And I said, you know what? And then being on ESPN, that's a whole nother. We haven't even touched that. We're just talking about opponents right now. Think about that. I get to play top opponents, you know, on a national stage in, in national historic venues. I have my girlfriends can watch me. You know, my mom, my parents, all those things tie into, I think, a guy like Troy Warner playing in the Pac-12 when I could play at the SEC, the Big 12, the Big 10. I mean, all these different schools and, and still Pac-12 schools, huge, huge influence, I think, uh, for kids like that. Now, did you, just for clarification, did you just say, did you put an S on the end of girlfriend? Did you just say girlfriends? Yeah, girlfriends, man. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that I heard what I thought I heard. Girlfriends. <laughs> girlfriends. You got to date around. Okay, all right. I just, you know, I just didn't you know. You can't be locked down to just one. Okay, you I got to go, put you gotta, words in your if mouth. If you just have one girlfriend, you don't know what you like. You don't go through the trials and tribulations. You know what I mean? And then you could potentially marry the wrong girl. Then you're stuck with it for the rest of your life. Why? Because God hates the voice. All right, coming oh, yeah. up. He's the player personnel director for the BYU football team. Justin Anderson joins us next in studio. This is BYU Sports Nation. Jason, did you have more than one? Really? Really? Girlfriends? More, more than one? You had more than one? No, girlfriend. I did not. You had one girlfriend. I, I was not. I did not have that luxury. <laughs> so. <laughs> I didn't either, man. You Girlfriends, just, you know, huh? Just every once in a while, every two weeks, one week. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The conversation is happening right now on Twitter. Don't forget to follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Don't forget to use the hashtag BYUSN. 
BYU women's volleyball team is in action tonight as they host first place San Diego at the Smithfield House. The match will be broadcast on BYU TV at 7 p.m. Eastern. Immediately following the volleyball match, the men's basketball team will kick off their season with an exhibition game versus Arizona. Christian. Christian. Uh, tonight at 9.30 p.m. on BYU TV as well. Hey, hey, listen to this. We, we, a, a brand new um, little contest here. Uh, the basketball season, obviously, as you just mentioned, has arrived. And Cougar fans, it's time to kick it off in style. BYU Sports Nation wants to see your BYUSN game day signs for the chance to win a one-of-a-kind prize. What's in it for the winner? How about this? A BYU Sports Nation game day experience for you and a friend. You can also win two tickets to a basketball home game, plus you spend a day in the life of BYU Sports Nation. So all you need to do is bring your signs to the game. So they want you to be creative, be catchy, and make sure you include BYUSN somewhere on the sign. So make sure you follow at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter. Uh, you can attend any of the three regular season home games. Uh, that would be tonight, Arizona Christian, as well as uh, November 7th versus Alaska or November 13th. You get lunch with against Spencer. Utah Valley. You get lunch with Jerem. That's worth the price of admission right Jason. there. Jason. Am I invited? <laughs> I haven't been told, but I'm happy to I'm, join. I'm I, trying to win. All right. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to get my, my signs ready. Well, we, we promised and we teased it. So how about this? Joining us now in studio is BYU football's player personnel director, Justin Anderson. Uh, I, I know Brian likes to call you coach. Can I call you coach as well? Sure. Coach Justin Anderson joining us. <laughs> Justin, how you doing, man? Doing great. Excited to be here. This is kind of an exciting time, uh, besides the fact that it's Halloween tomorrow. I mean, this is this is an early signing period. There's there's several times you're busy all year long, but there are certain times they get busier than another. I would imagine now is one of those times. Yeah, it's starting to pick up a little bit. It's 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 exciting because you got these guys that have um, signed their offer admission to be accepted into BYU, and um, we couldn't be more excited about the guys that we have joining uh, the BYU football program. And you know, anytime you can get top-rated athletes, doesn't matter what time of the year, we want to make sure that people know about it, and, and it, it gives great publicity to the program. Yeah, it, we, we just you know read the announcement and saw some of those guys, and, and obviously just, just local around the community, we, we've kind of heard some of these stories, uh, but very exciting to see more of the, the full list come out. Um, and and it, it's funny, Coach, because guys that have played and have been around the program has, have always said, you know, you guys, they'd come back and say, you guys are way more talented. And I'm like, no way. You guys had NFL guys. We're <laughs> nothing. And then I'm coming back and I'm saying, you guys have way more talent. And then those guys are doing the same thing. And it just continues to build. What what have you seen uh, from the, the past few years, especially with BYU going independent, just the the, the, the the level of talent of the recruits that you guys are getting? Yeah, it's exciting. You know, so being away from the program for as long as I was and then coming back, it, you do. You did see the talent pool has increased. And I think – you know, the schedule, you guys just saw, I think I saw the schedule had been announced, the 2016 schedule. You know, you start playing teams like that, and, and uh, I think kids get excited about that. They want to they wanna play in those venues. They want to be in the big stage. And at BYU, being independent, you're going to get that. I mean, you're playing on ESPN. You're playing uh, every game's going to be televised for the most part. And then, you know, we're playing top-rated teams. I mean, we're not, it's not you know... A Wagner, I guess, is thrown in every once in a while. But after the schedule we played, it's kind of nice to have a game like that, to be honest with you. Yeah. And everyone else does it, really. I mean, all the SEC schools, if you look at their early schedules, they have one of those types of schools because once they get into their, you know, their season schedule, when they're playing in the SEC, they need, 
I mean, it's going to be – It's brutal, yeah. Yeah, and so next year that's kind of the feel we're going to get. We're going to get that kind of a feeling with the schedule we're going to be playing. You know, whether or not people get into the how many stars – and I know Broncos talked about it. It just, yeah. does, it just doesn't matter. It does excite fans to be able to see – talented guys coming to their program and you're getting a lot of those and and one of them obviously is is Troy Warner and people get excited when they see well look he committed to Oregon but now he's coming to BYU and talk about being able to get that type of talent and what that says about the BYU program well I mean there's no doubt where I mean you get a guy like that who can do so much I mean not only is he a tremendous DB, but he also plays receiver for them, and, and he makes big plays. He's a great kid. He comes from a great family. And those are the kind of kids we need in our program. And, and really the Stars thing, I think it is more set up for the fan base. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, coaches really, I mean, I don't think they really they pay attention to that. They're going to go in, they're going to evaluate the kid themselves and see what he has to offer and the fit for that program. But he is a tremendous fit for our program in a lot of different ways. So um, I can't wait personally, to see him in, in Cougar Blue. And then, you know, it's going to be neat. He's going to be able to play with his brother. I had a brother that played here at BYU. We were seven years apart. I never got that opportunity. And I would give anything to have that kind of opportunity. And they're going to have it. Two tremendous players. I mean, Fred's a great player in his own right. And now you get baby brother to come in there, and it's going to be, it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, it'll be interesting to, to have that competition. You know, you always, uh-huh. you always joke and say that the, <laughs> the little brother is better than, than big brother because he – Understands the mistakes that the big brother has made, sure. and then and then make sure he doesn't uh, he doesn't commit those same mistakes. Do we but, know? Do we know if there are any other Warner siblings that may be coming through the pipeline? I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be uh, <laughs> sad if there were. That's for sure. <laughs> right. So I, I, I'm I'm really intrigued with that story just because he had committed to Oregon. Um, to tell us some background on on how that came about and and how much of the, the maybe the schedule or the spotlight of ESPN, the contract, or maybe even Fred himself, uh, you know, having an influence with that switch? You know, I think um, having Fred here and the success that Fred has had here, I think I don't think that hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, recruiting's a, a an interesting process. And, you know, once a com- kid's committed, it doesn't mean that they've signed. Right. And so, you know, you continue to – the guys that you really want, you continue to recruit and you, you, you love them and you let them know that, what they can be a part of. And, you know, you talk about the program and what it has to offer. And, and I've said this before, and I, I, I believe it. BYU is literally the most unique football program in the country. There's no, no one else like it. Other schools have great academics. Uh, other schools have tremendous talent. You know, there's a lot of those things that are similar. But the one thing that sets BYU apart is – is now we have to get kids that want to live a, a higher standard. Yep. And, you know, some people turn from that. I think it's a tremendous thing. And I think a lot of kids see that as a way to help them elevate their game and to be not just an average person, but a top-level type of a person. And I think that, that uh, Troy's going to fit into there. Justin Anderson joining us here in studio on BYU Sports Nation, uh, Director of Player Personnel for BYU Football. What is the process for these players, the 11 players that, that you guys have announced today? What's the process for them between today and January when they actually get here? Well, you know, two of them are still playing high school football. Yeah, so right. they're going to be getting in the playoffs uh, and those types of things. So they've got to focus on their season and, and finish off strong, you know, finish their academics. Those things are important for them. And the great thing about them is they're playing. So they're going to be in shape for the most part. Yeah. But uh, I can't wait to see uh, Coach Frank get a hold of them. There, there's going to be some, uh, some, uh, f- some fun times for them, some great experiences. But really, it's, it's finishing. 
You know, I think that's an important part. I've always believed, not where you start, it's how you finish. That's an important, it says a lot about a person. So they'll finish strong, and then they'll, we'll get them here in January, and, and we'll basically say, Coach Frank, have some fun, buddy. How does, does that conversation come about when you guys are recruiting a kid? Are, are you guys or maybe other coaches pushing them to graduate early, or are they coming to you guys, you know, to the table and saying, hey, you know, thanks for recruiting me, FYI, I can graduate, you know, December and come in January. You know, it's interesting. I think every kid's different, and some kids, I think, um, get excited, and they've, they've done enough academically that they can graduate early, early, and when that happens, it's usually the student that does it. Yeah. They, they decide, hey, I want, I'm done with high school, I'm ready to move on, I've done all I can. Uh, you don't see it a lot, but when you do, it's, it's a huge advantage because now you get those kids in the winter program, the strength and conditioning, they get spring ball. And really, those guys have a tremendous chance now of playing for you. I, I've seen the tweets uh, from, from you and the coaches. And uh, needless to say, the coaching staff is racking up the frequent flyer miles right now. You've got coaches all over the country right now, don't you? Yeah, BYU is literally, I mean, it is a national recruiting base. So we've got coaches um, in South Carolina, Hawaii, Washington, California. I mean, that's awesome. And, uh, you know, even though it's a bye week, for the coaches, it's really not. You know, yeah. recruiting never stops. And so when there's a chance for us to slow down, well, then it means it's a chance for us to pick up in our recruiting aspect. So um, we've got coaches out there watching some high school football around the country, and, and it's exciting. I mean, I, I miss that part of it. I'm not going to lie. I loved, loved going and watch high school football. Especially if you're recruiting in more of the warmer places like Hawaii or, or Florida or Cali. Yeah, it's right? interesting how Marky got that one. He's like, hey, I think I need to go to Hawaii. <laughs> I was going to ask, do you, have to, do you have to draw straws for that one? Or did someone yeah. just say, that's mine? No, that's Marky's. And uh, there's some jealous coaches, I'm sure. But he, he doesn't uh, mind going back to the, the, the islands. Right. That, I mean, and that's, that's based off of just connections and, and maybe just experience, right? As far as yeah. who, how you guys delegate. Correct. You know, and Marky, Marky was a – Coach Atuai was a, a tremendous high school football player in the state of Hawaii. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was very, very good. And so he's from there. He's got ties there. He knows the coaches there. And uh, in recruiting, that all that makes a difference yeah. when you have those connections. As you make – you know, when I was in the South, as you made connections with different high school coaches, now you have that opportunity to – it never stops. So no matter where you go, you have that tie, and it's always going to help you in the recruiting process. Do you how how much has social media changed the recruiting process? Oh, jeez, <laughs> I don't even know if I can put it into words. I was, you know, I played here in two thousand two. It doesn't seem it's long ago. It doesn't seem that long ago, but it's it's unbelievable. I mean, well, when I played in two thousand nine, two thousand ten, we weren't even no. allowed to have uh, Facebook. Well, Twitter just had started, started coming yeah. along, but Facebook was was no quite no. You can't have a Facebook, <laughs> and and so to come back and. And see the changes and guys tweeting and even coaches tweeting. I'm like, what is going on, coach? It's, it's changed the game. I mean, literally. I mean, it's it's nonstop access to someone's life. So it could be good or bad. Yeah. You know, for a recruit, it could be good or bad. So I think it is wise to, to be mindful of what you put on there. Because not just for, for recruiting purposes, but when you get a job. I mean, those kind of things, employers want to know. And so uh, it's changed the game a lot. It's helped. A ton because it gives you access. It gives you insight to recruits that you didn't necessarily have before. Mm-hmm. Um, but that you know, once again, that can be good or bad depending. It, it can be. I, I remember uh, a pastor. I was listening to a, a sermon the other day. He said, "I could tell at somebody's character and how they are just based off of who they're following." 
you know. Yeah, on, it's on, true. On I think there's a lot of if truth you're to following that. rappers and <laughs> this person or this, you know. Uh, so that was that was interesting there. Um, what what has been the response from potential uh, 2016 recruits uh, in regards to the schedule when you guys are are sitting down in the living room and and opening up that book? You know, it's positive. It's uh, you know, right now is an evaluation period, so we can actually we can't actually sit down with a recruit yet. That'll start in December. Um, but you know, when you put that out there and kids see that schedule, I mean, like I said earlier, it's not necessarily an SEC schedule, but that's not a patty cake either. I mean, I can't right. see many other programs that will pay, play that type of a schedule up front even. Right. You know, a lot of teams will play one or two easy games up front, and then we've got game after game after game, and there's not really a break in there. I'm excited for it. I think as an as a athlete or as a competitive person, um, I think I tweeted out the other day, I love it because – you got to earn respect, and this is a chance for us to go in. I think we did some of that this year, playing some big teams. Uh, we played competitive in those games, won some of those games, and now we get another opportunity to do it. So I think as a recruit, you know, as, as we put this information out there, they get excited. You know, you see them retweeting it, and you, they, mm-hmm. you know, they're hashtagging this and that. I mean, that's what you want because it shows the excitement of, of what's going on, and, and it is exciting. He's Justin Anderson, the uh, Director of Player Personnel for BYU Football. Justin, as you mentioned, Recruiting, is a, it's a nonstop deal, so we appreciate you taking a few minutes and joining us in studio today. Thanks. I'm so glad you guys had me in. You bet. Uh, Twitter question. This may be something that you may want to chime in on maybe in the break here. Uh, our Twitter question today, if you could dress up as any BYU athlete or coach for Halloween, who would it be? Uh, this one coming in from uh, Twiggerstone says, Karoma. I would get some fake biceps and wear a, a gun show T-shirt. <laughs> Said I'd also have to get a, a pair. Well, you know what? Let me take shots at T-John. Come on now. Come on now. All right, coming up, it's your favorite weekly device. We play Big Deal, No Deal next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Corona, man. That's easy for me, too. Big biceps. I already got that. Yeah, you got it. I got it. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Jason Shepard and Brian Logan live from Studio B. Before we get to big deal, no deal, let's refresh today's BYU Sports headlines. As we were talking about, we just had Justin Anderson on, uh, recruiting coordinator, uh, player uh, personnel guy for BYU football, BYU announcing the uh, admission of 11 New football players, they will be admitted into school in January. So the early signing period has begun. And uh, BYU getting several RMs and some standout high school players. Uh, the, the high school players that a lot of people probably know, uh, Troy Warner, the uh, defensive back out of California, and then Keaton, uh, Keaton Morey from um, – or excuse me, Keaton Torre mm-hmm. from uh, – Bingham High School, uh, the quarterback, those are kind of the two high school standouts that a lot of people know. Yeah, exciting news and and, and good stuff. I mean, if you guys missed that interview, very unfortunate. Uh, But uh, I was enlightened. I learned something from a former player perspective and and how coaches really get down uh, to recruiting. So very exciting news. Uh, The BYU men's basketball team is in action tonight at the Marriott Center as they begin exposition play against Arizona Christian. The game can be seen on BYU TV at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, the 13th-ranked women's soccer team beat Pepperdine last night at Southfield. Your final score was 3-0. Elena Madero scored two goals. Britton Dearden also added a goal in the victory. 
The 16th-ranked BYU women's volleyball team hosts number 24 San Diego tonight at the Smith Fieldhouse. The battle for first place in the WCC can be seen on BYU TV beginning at 7 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, and as we mentioned going into the break, our Twitter question of the day, it's, it's Halloween-related. If you could dress up as any BYU athlete or coach for Halloween, who would it be? Now, I went with Jimmer. I figured I could probably pull that off easier than, than somebody else. And you went with who again, Brian? I went with uh, Tijan Karoma. Just because it's more for the bicep action. I already have part of that in my, as, my, as my outfit. So Okay, yeah, just, you don't have to. I don't got to go do nothing. You don't have to spend a lot of money no, on, the, natural, on the costume. Right? And let's be honest. Natural. You can save a buck. There's nothing wrong That's with that. That's right. Uh, this one coming in from uh, at Yeti Azul, simply saying Lavelle. <laughs> one word, Lavelle. I, you know what? I like that, man. I like. I you like. Got to have Lavelle. the arms folded. It's arms but it's, folded. See, it's not even the the outfit. It's more the the presentation. It's yeah. the folded arms, it's kind of that, the gruff look. You're right. That's like Bronco too. If somebody if somebody is wanting to dress up as Bronco, that is, it's the presentation of it. I mean, yeah, you have the polo, maybe some khakis and stuff. You but you got to have that look, the hat. I mean, all that has to come with it. Maybe throw a couple fist pumps in there. You know, as you as you if you get some nice candy, it's like yes, you throw the little you know Boise State defensive stand fist right. pump. This one, this one, uh, real fast. Uh, Cougars Forever says Jim McMahon because he is distinguishable. Now nice. we we had it. We saw a tweet earlier that they wanted to be Jim McMahon as well, but they wanted to be Jim McMahon in his Hall of Fame outfit where he had the flower, the flower sport coat, yeah, the swag, yeah, the swag uh, sport coat, yeah, exactly. Nice. You know what time it is? It's what time, time for everybody's deal. favorite segment. No deal. And I, I jumped on that, so that's my bad. False start. Big Deal, No Deal is brought to you by our good pals at Brady Industries. Brady Industries is a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the western United States for over 65 years. Brady Industries, clean solutions, a tradition for generations. Topic number one. Big Deal, No Deal. Robert and I tweets for the first time since April 29th, 2009. I don't know if people saw this, but it, we were talking with Justin about, you know, the coaches tweeting. They were going out on the road, and, and Coach and I retweets quite a bit, mm-hmm. but he doesn't tweet a whole lot. And we saw him tweeting that he was heading out to the Carolinas. Is this a big deal or no deal? This is no a deal. huge deal. This is a big deal. Uh, I mean, when when – when recru- when social media has changed the landscape of recruiting and if recruits are following uh, the coaches that uh, they are interacting with, you know, on a, on a week-to-week or, you know, month-to-month basis, I mean, it's it's good for them to say, recruits say, oh, yeah, that coach, he's hip. He's with the times. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> he's not a, he's not old man, you know, granddaddy. Yeah, so, yeah, huge deal. It's It's a big deal. He hasn't tweeted, and I, and I, I double-checked this. I even triple-checked this. <laughs> I went to his timeline, and I went down the line, and the last tweet that is showing up in his timeline was April 29th, 2009. I wasn't even on, and I feel, I feel like I'm a pretty good tweeter, yeah. good social media skills. Yeah, you're good. I was not on Twitter until 2010. So if it's been that long, of course that's a big deal. Yeah. You need, Robert and I on Twitter is, makes the world a better place, in my opinion. <laughs> Topic number two. Big deal, no deal. The 2016 football schedule as a recruiting tool. We've well, talked. I'll, let you, I'll let you go ahead I first. Think, I think it's huge. Um, and we were talking with Justin. You relate experiences. Players want the opportunity to shine on the biggest stage. Yeah. And when you have an opportunity to go to venues, you know, like – 
you know, we're just looking just looking at that. I mean, you're playing two two games on neutral sites in NFL stadiums. You're, you're taking mm-hmm. on Arizona and you're taking on West Virginia, yep. and you have an opportunity to go to Michigan State and host UCLA, and you get to play Utah. I mean, that's what players want. Players want the opportunity to be able to play the best competition possible and then see where they stack up. Yeah. I think it's a huge deal. I think it's a huge deal as well. I mean, when you, when you look at – let's take, let's take a, a Troy Warner, for example, and you look at that Pac-12 schedule that he would play. Um, you know, you, 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 you have teams like USC and UCLA and maybe even you could throw a Stanford or Arizona State in there. And that's cool. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, there's some venues in there in the Rose Bowl. So, yeah, that, that, that's great. But – Let's flip it over to, you know, maybe this year's schedule and playing at the Rose Bowl, a Pac-12 school, which he would already have done. But then an opportunity to play a Michigan, you know, at Michigan in the regular season and not having to wait until the bowl game to, to play, you know, in a Rose Bowl or, or whatever the case is. Um, and, and, and so to, to then go from uh, conference to conference to conference to big school to big venues – to me, that is more appealing than just being in a Power 5 school, you know, playing, uh, you know, uh, in a good conference, in a good schedule, but not to the, the par of what you could be seeing, you know, week in and week out. So huge, huge deal there. Topic number trace. The Jimmer signing a contract with the D-League. Can I take this one? Go ahead, man. Anything Jimmer related is a big deal. Jimmer, Jimmer got up and got the paper. That's a big deal to me. I'm going to say no deal. It's a big deal. Here's, here's, what's, here's what's happened. If you've not heard, Jimmer signed a D-League contract. Now, he did not sign with a specific team. He signed a contract with the D-League. And now he's eligible for the D-League draft, which will be held tomorrow. So I think it's a big deal. The reason I think it's a big deal is everybody, myself included, assumed that when he was released from the Spurs, that he, he was going to move on and go overseas. This clearly tells you that Jimmer is not willing to give up on the NBA dream. Because if he's drafted in the D-League, I think most people would agree that that's probably a better situation and you're one step closer to getting back in the NBA than you are going overseas. Yeah, I mean, it's true. But for, for me, I think as a, as a fan, I'm a huge fan of, of Jimmer, you know, good friends, you know, my wife and, and him and his, and his wife friends. But I, I don't think it's a, it's a, it's a big deal. Um, you know, you kind of, from an athletic standpoint, you're taking a step down. Um, you know, obviously you had some struggles, you know, trying to, to make a team and, and, and stay on. Uh, but I, I, I don't know, man. I, I feel like he's, he's better than that. I, I, obviously there's, he doesn't there, need the money. No, he doesn't need, he doesn't need the money, but I don't know, man. It's just like, it's not exciting. Cause it's like, you're going to go there and just dominate. You're going to do whatever, whatever. It may Which be then a, puts a him back foot. in the NBA. It maybe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. All right. I hope so. <laughs> All right. Final topic. Topic number four. Big deal, no deal. Halloween as a holiday. All right, Brian. Big deal, no deal. This Halloween. A, this is a big deal, man. You know how I feel about my candy. So <laughs> You were scarfing down some Skittles before the show even started. Yeah, some purple some purple Skittles. Uh this is a this is a big deal. I mean, from a from a spiritual aspect, I don't really like it. It gives me the uneasies uh in the stomach. Uh, but if you can if you can turn it into a, a positive and, and have some some good light on it, it's it's great. It's fun. Um, but but from a candy and what you what you get and the and the, the participation from it, oh, I love it. And the fact that I got a four year old 
man, I could just send him to do all my dirty work and he comes back. With oh, a you send cake. the kid out to get you candy. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm there in the streets, you know, watching him, making sure he doesn't go in the house. But, uh, <laughs> you know, when he comes back, I'm like, you don't want this. You can't have this one. This is my. See, so, no yeah. deal for me. I, I it, Honestly, Halloween is my least favorite. I will celebrate Arbor Day before I will really get excited about Halloween. What's Arbor I just, Day? It, it's just. Isn't oh, it about is that, the trees? Is that your point? <laughs> yeah, that's my point. <laughs> Arbor I think Arbor Day has to deal with oh, trees. Is that something with the church? But yeah, I, I, I just have never been a, ho- a Halloween guy. I don't like getting scared. I try not to eat a ton of candy, and I don't like to dress oh, up. Oh, the scary part. I hate yeah, scary I don't, stuff. Yeah, I, I don't do haunted houses. No. I don't do any of that stuff. No, we were watching Casper, the, 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 the original Casper, uh, last night, and there was some I had to turn my head. Just, On Casper? Really? Yeah, I was, I, I'm a big scaredy cat, man, and I, I like sneeze or something, try to play it off. I didn't <laughs> want to show my wife that I was scared. All right, Big Deal, No Deal, brought to you by Brady Industries Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations. The 16th ranked women's volleyball team has a big match tonight. Senior libero Sierra Parker joins us next on BYU Sports Nation. I don't know why people scared like cat, really? scared. Uh, yeah. You and I are kindred, kindred yeah, spirits yeah, like that. No scared. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. My name is Jason Shepard. Brian Logan next to me. We are live in Studio B. Don't forget, if you ever miss an episode of BYU Sports Nation Live, you can catch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV beginning at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. The men's basketball team will kick off their season with a huge one. An exhibition game versus Arizona. Huge is underlined. Christian. Tonight at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV. But before that game, the 16th-ranked women's volleyball team hosts number 24 San Diego tonight in a battle for first place in the WCC. Join us now on BYU Sports Nation is a captain and libero of the squad, Sierra Parker. Sierra, nice to see you again. (laughs) I always have fun conversations when you're on. Oh, oh well, good. That's a good thing. Yeah, I'm kind of happy I'm here and not Spencer and Jeremy. <laughs> we were just so. all, before the, before the uh, this segment started, we were all just enjoying the fact that uh, that we were all right around the same size. Yep. yep. All so we, all, we all were plagued by the same thing. We, Short, all, re- we all relate to each other. <laughs> so now, we were having this conversation uh, earlier talking about Halloween. And so are you, are you a big Halloween person? Now... Tomorrow's Halloween. Are you, are you going to be dressing up? Are you going to be doing any of that? Um, we'll, we'll see. I'm trying to convince my boyfriend to dress up with me, but he's not. So what? you're looking for like a, a, like a costumes that would go together? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, yeah. what are your ideas? I was seeking Jasmine and Aladdin. Oh, I like that. Okay. But it, I don't know. I'm not super big on Halloween, mainly because we're usually gone on Halloween. Yeah. So, sure. you know, but I figured... We're finally here. It might be fun to do something. So yeah. we'll see. I'm sure we'll do something. That would but. be fun. I mean, there's there's other char- Disney characters that you guys can can do too. There you go. Some creative. I remember one time, me and my <laughs> wife, we were gonna we were gonna dress up as Salt and Pepper because I'm black and she's white. You know, so that there you go. That, that was kind of fun. You know, unique. What about you, what about the team though? Do you guys plan on doing anything with each other, or do you know of anything that's going on? I don't know. We've talked about doing like a a team. Get together. Well, we already carved pumpkins together, and we usually do that every year, mainly because we're gone on Halloween. You guys have a contest. We have a contest. Who won? I don't really know. I know it wasn't me though. <laughs> it was so bad. But I think maybe Lex and Tanner won. Okay. I don't know. They're the artists. They're the artists. See, there's there the, the candy aspect of Halloween, but you guys have like buckets of candy right next to your bench during matches. 
So, like, yeah. candy's probably not a big deal to you guys because you can eat it while you're playing. Oh, gosh. I don't know about – I wish we could. Heather – I don't know if Heather would like that, though. <laughs> so, wait, you guys have the bu- – and I didn't know this until earlier this morning. You guys have the bucket of candy, but you can't eat it? Isn't it like – there's, like, fruit can't. snacks and stuff like that that you guys eat there's, at? We, we usually have, like, uh, yeah, fruit gushers or yes. fruit snacks. This guy's a gushers fan Nut right rolls, here. Nut rolls, but – Oh, well, we usually go for the Gushers. Yes. That's yes, my go-to. I mean, that's, that's always my number that's one my as well. But you can't eat them during the game? I mean, we could if we really wanted to, but we couldn't be like, oh, hey, I need I'm just have a little snack. Oh, you just don't think about it. <laughs> no. Oh, see, you, got, you are way better than me. I would, I would come off I the I forget field that they're and, there sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. I'd be like, man, hurry up and get this fork down so we can go get some Gushers. <laughs> gushers. You, guys have a, you guys have a big match tonight, top 25 matchup. And I know mm-hmm. that... I know that Heather doesn't want to talk about that because you don't want to put more importance on one match over another. But coming off of a loss, how how big is this match tonight? I think it's more of a a growing time for us in relation to our last match where we did lose. We're just looking to get better and we're looking to improve based on what we did last weekend. And that's, you know, we want to win this match. We want to win. Um, but we're not so focused on that that we're putting added pressure on ourselves. You know, um, we kind of see ourselves as the underdogs here because that's just kind of the reality of the situation. But we're looking forward to it. We're excited to just get better and to see what we can do. And we know they're a good team and we know they're going to be ready to play. So we're just looking forward to competing. So, so that statement right there sounded just like a coach. Which is which is great, which is good as a captain, uh, but as a captain and a and a leader, what message do you tell uh, the younger players coming off a of loss, um, or do you more just just go out on the on the court and and show it instead of you know saying it? Um, I really try and just lead through example in my performance. You know, I I feel like the the more intensity I have if I'm making plays and I'm inspiring my teammates to do the same, then, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats. That's, that's my thoughts on it. But, you Ooh, know, somebody quote that. But, you know, Alexa and Cameron and I being the seniors, um, we really try and just emphasize to the young girls that they, that we have nothing to lose, that they can be confident in what they're doing because we are there to back them up no matter what. And that's kind of, what we're trying to get these young kids to understand is, especially as we go throughout the season, we're going to face really good teams. And we want them to be confident in what they're doing, so just let it rip. That's what I tell my girl. Just let it rip, you know, and we'll see what happens. We have nothing to lose. So that's kind of the message that we're trying to send is, you know, we believe they're the best, and that's why they're here, and so we want them to believe that too. Well, San Diego is in first place in the WCC. They're, mm-hmm. they're a game ahead of you. The only loss in conference came against you guys. You guys beat this team. You swept them at their place. That's got to give you a little added confidence heading into tonight. Oh, yeah. You know, anytime you you can look back and say, you know, we were able to expose their weaknesses and we were able to get them in a in a rhythm where they didn't really know what to do against our game plan. And that's just good because that shows, you know, we worked hard to execute what we wanted to do on our side of the net. But on the same note, you know, that really doesn't mean anything to us. What we did in the past is in the past, you know. We only have control on tonight and what we do tonight, and we know they're going to be better. And we know because we did beat them uh, on their home court that they want to do the same to us, and we're going to do everything we can to not let that happen. But we know it's going to be a battle. We're not looking for it to be, you know, a sweep or, or anything like that. We're, we're there for as long as it takes. We just we want to get that win, but we know it's going to be 
hard. Well, good luck tonight against San Diego. Uh, I know you're aware of the BYU Sports Nation karma. We are yes. bestowing that uh, upon you right now. Uh, so good, good luck against the Toreros, and uh, we'll see you on you. BYU TV at 7 o'clock Eastern time. Thanks, Sierra. Thank you. That's Sierra Parker, uh, senior libero for the BYU women's volleyball team. The Twitter question, if you could dress up as any BYU athlete or coach for Halloween, who would it be? Who gets today's rise and shout, and what's our elite tweet of the day? We'll reveal that all coming up next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Coach Rose and the Cougars men's basketball team kick off their exhibition season tonight with a game against, as as Brian likes to say, Arizona Christian tonight (laughs) at 9.30 p.m. Eastern time on BYU TV. Women's women's basketball. Women's basketball team also had their blue and white game yesterday. Lexi Eaton-Rydalt and Christine Fuller led all scores with 15 points apiece. Soccer. BYU's 13th ranked soccer team beat Pepperdine 3-0 last night. They are back in action on Southfield tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Eastern to take on LMU. Jimmer. As we mentioned, reports coming out of the D-League Digest, this is where I get all of my news, says that Jimmer Fredette has signed a D-League contract yesterday, which will make him eligible for the D-League draft tomorrow. No deal. Volleyball. <laughs> The 16th-ranked uh, Cougars take on 24-ranked San Diego tonight in a battle for first place in the WCC. Game will be broadcast live tonight on BYU TV at 7 p.m. Eastern. Cougars in the PGA. Men's golf is tied for 12th after the first day of action at the Pacific Invitational. Coach Bruce Brockbank attributed the team's slow start to rough weather conditions. Cross country. Fourth-ranked men and 14th-ranked Women's cross-country teams are in action tomorrow as both teams compete for the WCC title at the WCC Championships in Spokane. Cougars in the NFL. Uh, Amongst some news, DeAndre Wesley was promoted to the Ravens' 53-man roster as they prepare for a matchup against the San Diego Chargers coming up on Sunday. Also in the CFL, Austin Colley, former BYU great and the BC Lions, will play tonight versus the Toronto Argonauts at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Today's Rise and Shout is brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Today's Rise and Shout goes to the BYU coaching staff, football coaching staff, for hitting the road, going coast to coast. They are all over the place taking advantage of the bye week. That's right. The elite tweet of the day. Uh, this one coming in from uh, Matarama. Uh, 01 says that he, for Halloween, would dress up as Glenn Kozlowski. It would truly strike fear in Jerem Jordan. (laughs) Nice. Thanks to everyone on our crew, all you fans out there. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag BYUSN. The show is on demand on BYUSN, the audio podcast on iTunes, and the TuneIn app. For Brian, I'm Jason. Shout out to Mark Ottawa, (laughs) BYU Sports Nation, back on Monday at noon Eastern.